strung out by the moon in Virgo. I uh-huh. I haven't slept in days. Yeah. I yeah. have I just feel like I've been run through it, my guy. Like I'm I'm ready for I this to end. Am a level of sleepless that is foreign to me yeah. as someone who does not sleep very well. I have I have a problem with the sleep. This is this is new. Just the way that you feel. Because normally it's you know, in bed you're staring at the ceiling yes. and you're just like, God, god damn it, why can't I fall asleep? But you're you're exhausted and tired. This is like I just get up, clean my kitchen. Yeah, wired. This, this I've is just been wired yeah. for days and my body is like, Can we please like rest so we can heal our muscles and shit? And my mind is like, <laughs> no. And it's just, yeah. I'm not. And and this is common, dude. I had multiple Let's students rest. say the same thing today. Uh, that my I know mom hasn't slept in days. Like, it, Hunter. And Hunter is the most sleep-regulated person I've ever seen in my life. He chooses to mm. sleep. He tells his body, hey, we're going to sleep now. And he shuts his eyes and he does in less than a minute. I will never. Oh, incredible and like literally dude he's he cracks me up but like he said truly legitimately the way it should be well yeah sure it's the best but he said to me like uh he was like well so like it was the weirdest thing i woke up in the middle of the night and i just couldn't go back to sleep like i've I've just usually i can lie there for a minute and go back to i've just i've never had that happen before and i was like you've never had that happen before (laughs) what What are you saying? I told my body to told my body to sleep, and it was just like not working. Get out of here! Oh, I'm so jelly. I'm so jelly. Uh, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna be fine today, and yeah, it's gonna be, be great. Great. I'm really excited to talk to you today about my topic. <laughs> um, but we're just gonna see what words I fuck up, dude. Speaking of quick, di- quick, quick aside. Quick aside. I've been give me your aside. I'm I'm really on that right now, like fixated on what I say, because like for no reason, I've been re-listening to the Kushiel's dart, simply captivating, and oh, you know, no reason for at all for that. But I have been listening to it, and there's so many times that I like switched names out during really important parts, and. Since you don't know the material, you can't catch it. And so I just, I'll be, I've been, I'm listening to it and I'm just, I'll just have a moment of just kind of like pinching the bridge of my nose between my thumb and my index finger. Just like I, brother, got it. I got it. I got it. I I got it. This next one, you want to talk fucking politics. Okay. I can't allow such. You got to be tight. And so uh, for uh, the hypothetical of whether or not we return to the second book, I don't know, but a lot of politics. It was like, I must be sharp. So I'm already, I've got it on the brain. Like what other stupid shit can I say? And I'm exhausted. So I just, I'm accepting I'm going to stay, I'm going to say stupid shit today. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Anyone who has ever done a thing with a microphone knows as soon as you turn it on, your brain get real smooth. Yeah, it just names out of your ears. all become same name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and it happens so that people can like write afterwards and be like, "Did you hear Macy say the wrong name?" Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I um, which I get. There's a lot of names and. uh yes. Off the topic of this, I guess before we get going too uh, deep into this episode, we're in like, today's the like last day for that print. So. 
You oh, want it. shit. This is it. Get it. You want it. It's going to be you need it. gone. And it just disappears like into the ether forever. And unlike mm-hmm. when we were growing up and like Disney would lie to us and be like, it's going into the vault, but you could still always <laughs> find it everywhere. This isn't like that. It goes into like the vault of nothingness and just uh-huh. fizzles away into dust again, never ever to be revived again. Um. Wow. Uh, yeah, I forgot about the Disney vault mm-hmm. and those lying bastards. Yeah. Uh, which, which I do want to say scared the shit out of me on multiple occasions. Like I thought like, this is, this is it. I can, you're never, never going to, my last what chance. if your VCR eats your copy uh, of Aladdin? Of Aladdin. What is going to happen, w- dude? I would fling myself into the sun. I knew it was going to be Aladdin. A life without. I knew it was going to be Aladdin. Do. Of course it's Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. God. Funny to bring that up. I was Listen, editing our bonus. I'm posting a bonus episode today on Patreon. And I was editing it in this morning. And we talk about Aladdin in it and how much you love Aladdin. I do love Aladdin. Yeah. I do love Jafar. I mean. Uh, what are we talking about today? I'm I'm talking today. Uh, so I'm I'm talking about an interesting topic today. And it's we're getting into the Rune series again, but kind of not. Because today, I'm talking about the blank rune. I'm talking about what is also called the weird. And uh, very, this was very neat to go into because I knew it was newer than the Futhark because the Elder Futhark is 24 runes and a very set structure. Knew that. Knew that this was later. I did not know how much later. Uh, So it really uh, was a fun rabbit hole to chase this week. And I'm very excited to talk about it. Did you wrap up the Rune series? You know, I don't I mean, know. Um, I kind I of mean, feel like as, you know, I've got a couple left. I feel like... I have to traipse back I don't know if I have covered like Menas yet. I I feel like there's Menas, man. I see. I'm so rusty. I haven't like put my fingers on my runes in a while. And so this Whoa. was also kind of a thing like, oh, I'll, ta- I'll kind of use this to kind of get me back you know, get the juices back flowing again. But it was oh, very, yeah. I didn't expect oh, yeah. uh, a lot of what I found um, this week, which was interesting. I'm excited about the, about the weird, because I remember all those years ago, you getting that set. Oh, yeah. And us being like, what is this? We'll just leave it out. It's what the hell? The blank. You know? Yeah, so. the blank rune. Mm. And listen, I've got all kinds of, all kinds of shit to tell you today. Like a lot. Is it? Like when you buy a card game and they give you a few extra blank cards and you can just kind of write whatever you want on it. If you draw the weird, you can just put like a happy face and be like, I'm going to be happy. This is good news. So I there's yeah. a lot of different ways you can utilize it down to not using it at all. And uh, for various reasons. So really, this one, this one is different than the other rune episodes because those are part of the Elder Futh arc. This one... Hmm is technically not. And because of that, it kind of changes the way that we get into it today in ways that you can utilize it and stuff like that. All right. I'm excited to hear about it. I'm also excited to hear myself talk (laughs) about pokeweed, uh, which has come up so many times. Talked about it in the the tummy ache episode. Like poke berries? Uh, But then, yeah, 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 yeah. 
it, uh, it, it kept popping up. People posted about it several times over in the Facebook coven. Yeah. Uh, and I, kept I saw getting, like, some toxicity, about right? It. Wasn't there some toxicity with it? I feel like I saw certain oh, parts. Yeah. There's like yeah. certain parts like, oh, yeah. don't fuck with this plant. Make oh, you yeah. sick, sick. Make you die. Mm. But uh, we'll we'll get to it because there's there's more to it. And, you know, this is um, we eat a lot of things that are poisonous. You know, we eat a lot of things that are poisonous on certain parts of the plant, but not on others. We eat a lot of things that have been prepared in such a way to make it edible to us. And, you know, so this is this is one of those. Um, and I have some inclusions from you guys over in the coven. Uh, but here it's episode 288. That's a lot. And uh, we have a Patreon shout out, but I didn't grab it from Patreon. So, so you, you go, go ahead and you, you vamp. Get it right you, now. You, you uh, vamp real quick. This is good because this gives me a couple of extra seconds to try to think of a song to shove this name into. So I don't uh, have to. But you don't know the syllables yet. No, but usually, I mean, if I know something... You know, I can like, I can work with it a little bit, but I still am right now. Like, I just, my brain is just a bunch of moths bumping around in an empty brain case Aww. right now. So I'm trying to get them to unify in a direction here. I have it for you. Okay, what? Who is it? Our- <laughs> I'm out of time. So aggressive. I'm out of time. Our um, Patreon for this episode, the one that is keeping our uh, ring lights running this episode, is Sean C. You know what? I said the title for myself. Uh, what is it? Sean C? Sean C. Okay. Not Sean C. Yeah. Sean. Sean C. C. Drag Sean C to the party. Guess I've got nowhere to go. Got a man to my left and one on my right, and they're telling me about what they know. It's out of time from Bronco. Get with it. Get with oh. it. Wise up. Looking like you don't know what I song was, that is. I was trying to piece together. I, I was putting way too much mental effort into when you said I said the title for myself, mm. and I was just like, "What did she? What did she say?" But it, was it is okay. It was a bit pitchy as well. It wasn't the clearest version, but it's all right. It's okay. Ah, uh, wow! You, I didn't. I, say you anything. didn't. I Jesus did. Jesus Christ! I, I did. It's me. Okay. Let me be a harsh critic of myself, Charlie. Let me do this. Okay, fine. Jesus. Shit. Well, uh, <laughs> how about you harsh critic yourself into being the first person to talk today? Okay. Hey, it's 11-11. Make a wish. Um, oh, shit. There you go. Oh, God. Hold on. I got to think a, of Make one. a wish. Make a wish right now. The minute's going to leave soon, okay, dude. If you miss it. the minute, if you miss the minute, you're going to miss your opportunity. You got to make a wish. You got to think of one. You got to make a wish right now in this window. awake. <laughs> that's that i mean i'm you're joking know, but so the things hard. that make me sweat oh oh my gosh i literally forgot Tell me. where i keep my notes okay i'm i'm sorry i want to know will you tell me i know the deal i don't know the words take me <laughs> to the river why is it not <laughs> why did my phone act like that there we go sorry my okay woof 
I'm here. Are you ready? Wow. We're going to talk okay. about the yeah. beard now. 100%. The blank rune. 25th rune. So this is something you might have come across before. If you've ever bought a rune set from most places, it's probably got a little blank rune in there. There's one that is just empty. And this is called, oftentimes, it is the 25th rune. I've got a blank one in my gator set. It's there. It's it's present in my uh which by the way uh when we went to Gatorland they had a gator skeleton and I could see on it where like they had this whole exhibit where you could like look at how their armor yeah. works and like that's what the runes are is they're those armor plates. There's like I didn't really know for sure. From yeah, from when Wendy gently they did not she, into them. no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you you said it was a humane kill. A yeah, humane kill. Uh anyway, so most sets you come across nowadays are going to have it, point being. And however, you may not realize that while the 24 letters of the Elder Futhark have existed, uh this ancient Norse alphabet. It was around from the year, give or take 200 CE to like 800 CE. So even though it was like that now, old, the weird is I'm much old, newer. So is CE what Common we used era. to call before Jesus? Yeah. Or, or after, after Anno Domine, after death. after death. Yeah, it was just Common Era. Whatever. Uh, and so... Wait, so wait, so Common Era is... AD or BC? AD. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just assuming just sure. it's not I'm old, like I'm old school. Assuming it's not like something fucking else. I'm wrong. I don't think so. But it's so 200 There's too many. 200 CE. Penny, I just watched her do this cuz I'm watching her out the window. She just <clears> grabbed <throat> a stick and she's got it in her mouth like yeah. this and she mm. turned it sideways and ran down the length of the house and it went dunk 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 dunk, dunk, dunk all the way down the house. I just heard it. Ooh. Yeah, she's drumming. I bet that I bet that feels good on her on her, her brain just shakes her teeth yeah, and her brain is gives just it running. A, give it a shake. She's yeah. having a good time. And so <laughs> 200 CE to 800 CE give or take with the Elder Futhark. The OG twenty four letters. How much newer? What when you think the weird came along? Just throw in relation to like the yeah the yeah because it's different, right? Like when do you think it showed up on onto the onto the scene? Five hundred years later. Try nineteen eighty two, baby. <laughs> Fucking turn on your synth <laughs> machines and put on your goddamn shoulder pads. I'm sorry because we're traveling to nineteen eighty two. I don't believe in this anymore. I don't believe in anything from the 80s. <laughs> what? I couldn't believe this. And so to get to the bottom of the blank rune, let's go back to its origin. Again, not that long ago. Uh, <laughs> in a book titled The Book of Runes published by Ralph Bloom or Blum in 1982. And this book, it seems, is like kind of the ground zero of the blank rune hmm. and it is and also not only that like it's not to say that this book is the sole reason that a lot of information around the runes is very muddy but it didn't 
help because this book was a massive commercial success. And okay. uh, there's... <laughs> there was just a lot of you're tiptoeing. I can't, well, you're, I'm you're trying being to, delicate. I'm trying to think of the way to to do this because I've got my notes in a different order. I'm like, do I just want to get into this, or I just want to? I'm just going to follow my notes here. So, okay, the book runes by Ralph Bloom. It's a really popular text, by the way. You've probably seen the cover if you've ever looked at books on runes and things like that. You probably have a copy. Is it that like red one? I it's like a reddish. Brown. It's got like a border like around it. it. It's got like a border around it, mm. or, and it's kind of and. It uh, basically Bloom established the blank rune, and from how I understand it, if I'm getting this story right, he bought a set of runes in London, and it had a blank tile in it. It had a blank rune included in it, and there's many that believe that yeah, it was probably just like a spare, you know, but. Again, from how I understand it, it seems that Ralph Bloom might have had a flair for improv and uh, took this. And uh, this, is, this is the best origin story I could ever. There's, and so, despite the fact that there is a lot of Norse tradition and history that lays out the Futhark, well, I shouldn't say a lot necessarily because. A big reason that the runes are mysterious is there's actually legit, when it comes to legit information, there's pretty scant left on the runes. And there's a lot of poems. There's rune poems where meanings can kind of be gleamed and, and you know, certain, but it's not like it's just the biggest, most well-kept wealth of information that you can sit down and be like, ah, yes, the runes. It's not like that. Mm. And... Mm mysterious they're very very mysterious but there is a structure to them there's 24 runes three groupings of eight and so the first eight the second eight and the third eight are all in their own groups and these groupings are called ets a-e-t-t and they are ruled by three different entities so Freyr is the first ruler of the first et heimdall the second et and tyr the third et. So mm. there's like... I remember speaking about this yeah, yeah, somewhat. There's, yeah, there's like rules here and balance. And this alphabet, the balance of it isn't something to sneeze at because not only is it organized like this, the placement of the runes in conjunction to each other is also important. Like, we got to talk about, we're kind of, and this is a very simple way to put it, but I always think about the runes kind of like you're boiling down the forces of nature into 24 pockets of mm. knowledge, you know? And it's like the Triforce, but more. But more. And so they're placed in a way, too, that is intentional in the, se the sequence of each other, right? And in these groupings, uh, all of this is important. And the order isn't done willy-nilly because we must also remember that these symbols weren't just letters, but they were symbols of power and these universal meanings that transcended the stone rows, you know, that they were carved in oftentimes. And some of these letters are divine in origin, you know, have these divine roots in them, like talking about uh, Tiwaz, 
Uh, it's based in Tyr and the story of Tyr giving his hand to Fenrir, that courage in the remember face that? of Fenrir's sacrifice. Remember that? He got his hand. Remember I, that? Yes. I love, that's probably, and I, it shifts around, but I think consistently Tyr has become my, or Tiwaz has become my favorite rune. I just, I love everything mm. about that rune. Um, and it's like in the up there grouping with like it and Yira, you know, like, I, to me, Tiwaz and Yira pair beautifully together. I think that they, they're that. Tiwaz. Sounds like an insult you would give someone in, like, the Star Wars universe. I always feel like it sounds like a type of, like, tequila or something like that. Tequila's. Like, Ooh, I would drink that. Uh, it's, that's always kind of what it sounds like to me. It sounds fun. Um, but anyway, so that's all to say, like, there was meaning here. And this wisdom arose from from these runes. And... It's balanced and it existed for hundreds of years as it was. And in none of those hundreds of years of use from 1500-ish to 200 CE to 800-ish CE was there a single blank Futhark rune. Why? Why is that? Lots of reasons. So, one, it's a little bit... Uh, the blank letter in an alphabet is kind of pointless. It doesn't really makes sense because we have to remember this was a this was an alphabet the futhark is an alphabet so it's like what is a blank Maybe the space this is like yeah but the thing is is that they didn't really use spaces if they use like oftentimes they would run across all the way or they'd put dots in mm. between so the space mm. wasn't utilized in the way because have you seen like how the runes are they have like the top line and bottle bottom line and it's all mm -hmm. like the space wasn't it was just oftentimes if there was to be a separation dots would do it but sometimes nothing at all. And a big reason, and to me, one of the most biggest reasons, uh, is, um, hold on, let me get my notes. That was very that. Hobbit of you, the way you said that. The most biggest reason. <laughs> cute. And so, a reason as to why this has sprung upon the scene after you know, now it is commonplace to see this blank rune, is the Book of Runes by Ralph Bloom. So we're back in and again, and here we kind of go into this, as mentioned up at the top of this topic. And this book is a good example of the New Age movement causing confusion, uh, as it is done on <laughs> multiple topics, because you can't really... Sorry, I know exactly what you mean. It's just also funny. There's just... And when we talk about the New Age movement, we're really, especially if we dial it back to kind of the window of like the like late 50s through the 80s, when things really blew up and multiple different texts came out during that time that really influenced things essentially permanently uh, from mm. that window of time, especially because that window of time was the first time that a lot of this metaphysical shit hit commercial success in the West. And um, Western authors sometimes just do shit. Um, and so with this, especially during this, this big boom of the New Age movement that was coming on. And there is there is like tendrils that lead up to this that we're going to kind of uh, talk about. You had several authors just kind of in improv and shit on top of existing systems, some of which are ancient, and they were kind of glammed up, repackaged, and sold as new age improvements or expansions of ideas. And some of these, you know, like there's a there's a whole realm of this, right? But some of these kind of came from nowhere. And from what I can tell, while this is one of the most famously commercial books on runes, it's not a great source, truly, 
Like, I mean, ideally, like if you want to really get into proper sourcing and like this one, it just seems I did a lot of research on people who like are kind of scholars of this and really trying to learn it properly. And this one is like, yeah, this is kind of like your gateway book. Right. But like there's issues with it. Uh, And one, from what I can tell from just what I read, the research element wasn't as important with this book. This is like a metaphysical book, you know, like, and that's not to make, that's not to say that like metaphysical sources can be illegitimate, but like the scholarly median that like I like to find mm. sometimes. We, listen, we've all come across a metaphysical book, sometimes self-published. That's just like, this should never have been written. Um, uh, yeah. Because you can, what you can say, the, the fuck, fuck is, is this? this? You can say anything. It's your book. And yeah. so, uh, there's a lot of deep research required to get to these mysterious runes because, again, it's not like you're working with a lot of – there's just bones, you know, to, to glean, glean this information. You can really just say anything. You can say anything. And especially – You can say something. You can – I'm giving up on you. <laughs> and from what it seems is that uh, this book – just kind of laid some Norse mythology on top of some other existing divinatory systems and other existing systems. A lot of lines have been drawn from this book that they say he was obviously inspired by what I think is called I Ching, um, or it's I dash Ching, uh, rolled out. And so there's, there's kind of looking like it, this book was like, all right, I'm going to say what we do with runes, but like big emphasis on the Mm. I. You know, uh, and from the opinions of many runic scholars, it's a lot of him riffing and the creation of the 25th. I mean, which is fine, but like also at the same time, maybe state. I'm just riffing. That's the thing. You, if That's like it's important to say, like, this is my interpretation of this, you know, and the creation of the 25th rune in this book from apparently like the story that I found uh, kind of came from picking up that set with the blank rune in it. And uh, the blank rune in this book, it represents three, the three fates also called the weird. So here is where the, the fate element of this rune starts mm. to be, because that's what we're getting into here. And I've not even gotten to that yet, but oftentimes the weird rune, and that is W uh, Y R D in that spelling, it is, it represents kind of fate, I guess you can say, you know. Uh, And what's odd about this is that there's already a rune for this pretty much. Because Perthro, the rune, which is, uh, many believe is a dice cup, it is kind of like a sideways dice cup, and kind of like this little cup shape. And it is often it represents what is believed to be kind of the role of the dice fate energy that we have in this universe, because sometimes that's energy that we're working with, you know, and so it's like, why is there then like another fate rune, when fate is already kind of there but perthro is also one of the more mysterious how long have there, hmm. how, how long have, the, how long have there been dice cups oh forever dude like i feel like dice cups have been around i feel like the game whether if it's not dice specifically i feel like humans learned how to like play games and gamble probably way earlier than oh, we figured sure. out how to do like i feel shit. Like, like i don't know dice anything 
was the first thing that was ever created on this earth. But like, I for some reason, a dice cup feels so specific. It just feels like so Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee. And so that's your that's your fate element already. So and that's not surprising because the Elder Futhark is already a perfect system. It already has these forces and elements broken and balanced in these symbols. This was sought out. It doesn't need it doesn't need to be added or improved upon. And so, but that's not all, because not only was this 25th room proposed in this book, uh, it also dismantled the existing three sets of eight, the ets, which have existed as a structured, and balanced way of this alphabet. And he broke it instead into five rows of five. 25. So fuck that. We need five rows of five. And so uh, I don't know what this means, and I don't know if this is true, but I one of the sources I was kind of trying to read today when they were talking about the creation of this grid system, I don't know what they mean by this, but one said that it resulted just from like a cast, which I don't know if that means he just dropped them and they like kind of landed that way, and that was how you – I don't know what that means, and that might not even be true. Uh, but either way, uh, fuck history, fuck the structure, fuck the ets, fuck Freyr, Heimdall, and Tyr. Fuck all them. Five rows. We need to sell books. And we need to, you know, repackage this <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Woof. And that's what- that is a big piss in the face. Yeah. Right there, brother. Yeah. And that's wow. all it took. And sometimes that is all it takes. It really, really is. And like the New Age movement and creation, we've briefly talked on this, but I talked about it in depth over in Macy and East Yoga for an episode over there. It's like the, the rainbow chakra system that we see here in the West, that's a Western construct completely. And it's recent, very, very recent. And it is, you see that because that also birthed in a similar uh, time frame that this did. And very modern happenings can change very old knowledge somewhat, sometimes seemingly permanently, because the change becomes so vast that it becomes like part of reality after a while you know and so like the as the you know the rainbow the seven rainbow kind of chakra system like as an example it just kind of resulted from this period of like you know you can maybe trace it back so you got like blavatsky and you have theosophy and charles ledbetter and all of these authors that just kind of build on this and later christopher hill that layered more new age ideas on top of each other and eventually shit out what became the rainbow chakra system and now that is what it is. Like as I, we did episodes on it because, like, as a Westerner, mm-hmm. that's what chakras are. Mm-hmm. That's how they work. That's what's yeah. going on here. And this concept, though, the set of seven chakras paired with the colors and the personality traits and all of that that we oftentimes first learn when you start getting into spirituality, uh, it was only really fanned out completely by one Christopher Hill in the book Nuclear Evolution: Discovery of the Rainbow Body that was published in 1968, 56 mm-hmm. years ago. That's it. That's all. I mean, at least it's not night. What nineteen eighty? Not nineteen eighty two. But in the scheme, Fuck. in the scheme of how old, mm. especially when you're talking about chakras, like how old mm. this information is. Since nineteen sixty eight was when the West, the New Age movement in the West, boom. This is the way Just that said, this is mine. This now. is the way that chakras work, yeah. and it's a very long story. This is very much abridging that. If you want the full story, you can listen to it over there. But. Uh, it opened my eyes learning that, and I think this is another good example of it, is how important it is to look deeper 
into things that surround us that seem so common, we might not even think about them. And oftentimes, those are the things that need our attention the most, because commercial success doesn't always imply accuracy. You know, we know mm. this with white sage. We know this with what? many things like this, you know, it's where mm. sometimes the most popular things you see might be the things that need your attention because it's like, oh, they're going to be fine. Of course, <laughs> not always, because sometimes the roots of this stuff is pretty recent and it's kind of based on just sometimes what people say willy nilly. It, it's, it's, it's reminding me of, um, and, and I do it in my topic here later when we talk about a specific herb and we say, hey, this herb is um, it's like the first one to crop up after a bad storm. So then like we take that in our own view and go, OK, so this herb might be good for spellcraft uh, having to do with um, overcoming adversity, mm. you know. But then I feel like we always say that's how I'm interpreting it. You know, or this is what it seems like yeah. it lends its hands to. But it's like if you and I just wrote a book and we're like, yeah, this is what it does. This is what it's always been. It's being this confidently it's wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. And being confidently wrong can cause problems. Like, that's why I, mm -hmm. I love to say words like perhaps and shit like that. Because I, I, it's, I just think it's... Allegedly. I, I think it's important. Because the thing is, is that... Like, it, it's misinformation is so easy to begin. We know that in our modern world. And we see it stop. every day. And once it happens, you get a buildup on it, you know, especially mm -hmm. like after that, you know, so you have these commercially successful texts, right? We can talk about the Book of Runes by Bloom or uh, the Rainbow Body or whatever that book is called. Uh, nuclear evolution, excuse me. And uh, so you've got those two texts, right? They're very commercially successful books. Those texts start getting sourced. And so then those books are used as source texts in Western metaphysics, and then using a popular book, of course, and this is also before the internet. And that's not to say that the internet is necessarily helped with what it comes with misinformation. But people trusted books. Like if you read it in a book, you know, like, that was kind of, you couldn't just hop on your computer and be like, Google, is this author full of shit? Wasn't that easy, right. you know? So you have this, and that's yeah. how it begins, is you have sourcing and sourcing and sourcing. And we see it nowadays, like people not being able to see how easily sometimes that AI images are fake and they share them thinking they are real. And I'm like, that's going to make this election year fantastic. So, I mean, it's things like that. It is really important to pay attention. And we can see that. And sometimes, especially in the beginning, it can get a little disappointing when you're coming into this all excited and you kind of come across like, man, this this is all kind of surprising to learn some of this, you know. But mm. I think it's also it's validating when you can kind of get to the bottom of things. And I kind of see it as trying to reset things, you know, over time, maybe we can reset just knowledge uh, piece by piece. And uh mm. But really, the point of that and the point of all of this is that it's just very easy, especially practices based in really ancient practices and practices that make it difficult to study. So like with the runes, you have uh, not a lot of information behind uh, to go off of. And like with uh, yogic philosophy and uh, you have Sanskrit, which is often called the most complicated language in the world. It's a huge, huge, huge language that makes Latin seem like uh, this tiny little elf, like language, you know, like it's so vast. So back in the day, 
and not to say that every author did this, that was going to make research really fucking hard. I mean, a lot of people dedicate their lives to this. So if there was existing translated English interpretations of these ancient oh, texts, hell. use that. That's right. You know, yeah. and it also makes it, again, not saying every author did this, it makes it a little harder to fact check. Because most Westerners aren't going to be like, let me roll out my Sanskrit, you know, Upanishads here and check this to make sure if this author did. I mean, no, because most don't know. And there's something to be said for how many people, whether you want to think you would or not, I think a lot of people could talk themselves into this idea of being like, saying what you think is true in your heart or what sounds good to you and making money off of it and not having to work that hard, and probably not being questioned that deeply. Yes. Sign me up. Well, and I just think the important lesson is what is popular is not always accurate. And yeah, I feel like you can kind of think about it like a game of telephone. And over time, I love it has, I love oh, I do too. It's so much fun. I love Why don't we play telephone more often? Why don't we play telephone? We all, all need, the time. We need to play telephone at Anahata's. We need to make a circle. I was and just about the telephone. biggest game of telephone ever. Oh my god, ever. it'd be so funny. Oh my god. Uh, so it would take four years, but it's going to be hilarious. oh, it's going to be the best. And think about that though. So like again, that's kind of going back to sourcing on sources and sourcing on sources. And that is that game of telephone over time to where shit can just get confusing. And that's why it's fun to try to find those roots and see what it was like at the start and what it turned into. And then you can make your own decisions, you know, like if you want to. And that's the thing. Like I have a whole section here at the end. You can still use the weird. Fine. Like it's like it's not to say, but it's just best to know. You know, like to know what's going on with it and why we use it and if you want to use it and just to have that knowledge. So anyway, let me, I'm riffing here. So let me just fast forward from where I am here. So anyway. Don't right. forget. Oh, I was going to vamp really quick while you were finding your spot. And I was going to say, don't forget that today's the last day for the that last print. Day for that print. <laughs> last day for that print, guys. Uh, <laughs> and so to tie it all together, we see this with the weird. It's now something that's present in basically every rune set that you're going to come across. Mm. And it is new. Which is an interesting thing. And you'll find it in many books as well. Like many rune books that you purchase will talk, you know, will have a section for the weird. Uh, the one that I usually use and source does not have the weird included in that book. And I do consider it to be a better source. Uh, so I don't know if that's, you know, going with the trend or if it's just by What's chance. What's that book? Because people uh, have Runes for Transformation by Kadrick Olson. Uh, Kim sent me this book a long time ago. I really, um, I like the way that it is. Uh, the information is presented. And so uh, let me see here. And here's the thing, and I'm going to be real with you guys. The runes are tricky, not only just because the information is uh, kind of like bones that people have to study and you got to find the good sources. A lot of those sources are from like white supremacists and like neo-Nazis and shit. That's a minefield in a lot of this. And uh, I was in several forums today that had to have lists pinned permanently of non-monster source authors. 
because like mm. it's so hard to tell. And you'll be like, oh, this seems like a good source. But then that author took money from like Nazi organizations and donated money to them for like right. decades. And it's like, oh, yeah. great. That, you know, great. So uh, there's, it's just doing your research and stuff like this um, is important. And it's why it's important to try to find the truth, especially when we're studying something that is old. When it's old, it just takes a little more care. It takes a little bit more time. And because when something is ancient, you just got those bones, you, a lot of stuff can be crafted. Uh, well, a lot, so things need to be crafted out of context, for one. Uh, so you're going to have to have that historical context and you're going to have these layers of, you know, things that, but also if you're not careful, you can find layers of interpretation and riffing and improv and all what should have been a, maybe this happened is this happened. And before you know it, it can just get a little bit confusing. So I, I do like to try to find scholarly sources on the runes, or I like to find sources that when they do interpret the runes, they say like, here's what I think, because I'm down for that. I love hearing what people's instinctive uh feelings are on oh stuff. yeah i think there's value in that and i think it means something yeah but just it's important to specify that's all grain of salt grain of salt yeah. and when it comes to the weird in your set of runes there's vast options on what you can do with it really and you know some are of the opinion you have very you do have purists that think it is not part of the elder futhark i will not use it period. I'm not going to go to a reader that uses it. I will, I'm not doing it. It's, you know, and that's okay. You, you can be there. Uh, or, you know, there's some that, uh, use it for themselves and not for others. You know, they kind of just keep it in their own personal readings. Uh, I saw one, uh, that I kind of thought that this was funny. Uh, a caster that utilizes it. And if it pops up, they kind of take it as their guides or spirit is kind of like, not right now. Ask me later. Ask mm. again later. Because mm. I'm I've got shit to do. I'm busy. I I don't want to answer this right now. And I was like, I, I don't hate that. That's actually kind of funny. Because in huh. the way it was worded is like I don't always like to presume that I can just call on spirit at my beck and call, mm. you know? And so it's like that get that's their message card of being like, try again later i'm not into this right now like, That's what like, are you doing over there it's kind of polite yeah what are you, what are what are you, you going doing in there are you in what like you a doing? little inner tube and in like a spirit lazy river like what are they doing you know oh i hope so i hope so good for too. them yeah i would absolutely yeah. be like hit me up later my guy i am so busy right now you don't even know how busy yeah, I am. yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a hundred years, your shit's not going to matter. No, this, no, no. But this, you'll, this you'll see river. when you're dead. You're going to be in this lazy river. Yeah. You're going to ignore your ancestor too, I promise. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, I, I like that. I was like, that's pretty, that's a, that's a neat way to do it. Uh, and if you, if you find it redundant, you don't have to, you know, if that's like the use you want to put to it, if you consider fate already redundant because there is perthrow, that can, that's just like your little, that's how you want to use it. Uh, some will hang on to the blank rune and utilize it in case you ever lose one of your futhark. So if you lose one, you can you just... So you really can just write something in. Absolutely. It, and wow. you can get a little Dremel or whatever, whatever your runes are made out of, and uh, or a fucking marker, whatever, and draw the rune on there. And there's your replacement, replacement rune, and it's still of the same make, right? So it's still mm. of the same set, but it was just your little extra. You know, that 
just, you know, just in case. Because I've never lost any of my runes, but I have had several complete moments of terror of worrying that I had lost one of my runes before. Because I use them for magic more than casting nowadays. So I'll like mm. pull out the ones I want to arrange around my spell. And I always worry about like one of the dogs just eating them because they're bones, you know? <laughs> so I've had several moments of like, shit, like, where did I leave it? And I got to go find it, but I've not lost one. But I would be devastated if I did. And knowing that I've got that blank one, I, I would probably turn it into the one that I lost. Um, personally, though, I've used the weird in a lot of readings. I've used it in a lot of readings um, for myself and for others. Um, I hear a vibration. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm getting, I'm having to silence this. But I think the more okay. that I've learned, the more that it, it changes the way that I use it. I do kind of like the call again later because I do always feel a little guilty when I do divination and I'm like, to me um so but you know like i don't i don't know like i'm gonna have to kind of experiment now with what i think about it and kind of make my decision on on it and knowing how the runes play with each other and their number arrangement and the balance it's all intentional uh with the system now to me it does feel a little bit weirder doing it just because some dude in the 80s said so weirder um it is yeah weird um so, and I'm one of those people anyway, and this is just can be chalked up to stubbornness and or arrogance. But when I find out stuff like that, then I'm like, well, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to do it then, you know? See, that's where my brain went. I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm not, not going to do that. Yeah. And why would I do this now? This, but like, I'm going to sit with that and see where that actually lands. And the same goes for you guys. If you want to keep using it and you've liked the way that it comes across in your readings, keep using it. You know, you just know that it. In, in balance to the others, you know now what it is and where it came from and the difference of it from the remaining 24. And again, that's really up to you. Whether you use 25 runes, whether you use 24 runes, uh, I hope that, I don't know, I hope this topic was, it brought some clarity. And if nothing else, I'm surprised because I've been reading runes for a while and I've never really looked into the weird. I've never... You know, because you see the same things really called out. Well, you see, it's fate. It's blank rune. It's fate. You saw Mm -hmm. that. And that was always enough for me. But, you know, covering it for the podcast, I've got to do more than that. And uh, it was interesting to trace it back and be like, well, shit. Huh. That's interesting. So uh, anyway, I hope that this was neat for you guys. And that is the weird. Wow. Yeah. That is uh, a lot different than I was expecting. Yeah. Truthfully, I really thought it was um, because it it was always so mysterious from the very first time, you know, that I was just like, oh, that must be something super special. Um, But then to just kind of get that backstory is like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. But uh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's that. Listen, this space, this space right here for sale for you. Oh, buy it. Buy it up. Yeah. (laughs) do you want your uh friendly neighborhood witches i was trying to think of a better way a cuter thing to say than that That was kind of lazy do you want your girls do you want us do you want waba do you want the bean queens do you want us to talk about perhaps your product or your experience 
or I don't know, whatever, whatever you got going on. You want us to take a look at it and go, hmm. That's nice. I could talk about this. Yeah. We'll do Let that. Let us know. Yeah. WBAH uh, podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh, and I want to talk to you now about pokeweed. Do it then. Listen here. Let me get let me get my shit in order. Let me pull them up. Pull my shit up. Okay. So listen. American pokeweed or pokeweed or okay. poke salad okay. or pokeberry or dragonberry or cool. inkberry or nice. red ink plant okay. or pigeonberry or simply poke. Ooh. That's fun. It is a <laughs> poke. Go get some poke. It sounds like you're going out on the town. Go drive, in, poke. drive in for a poke if you're thirsty. Just, if you're thirsty. If you're thirsty, just a poke. Uh, wow. So this plant, uh, its, it's uh, name is, where is it? Did I do that thing where I accidentally oh, the, deleted the like the fancy si- the science sign. name? The science name, I think I did. Let me actually. I know it's something Americana. Give me a second. Oh, that's nice. That's. I don't know why I deleted it. So I just do that. So, okay. Phytolacca Americana. Phytolacca. Phytolacca. And that is in its own little pokeweed fa- uh, family called Phytolacciae or Lassiae. I like Phytolacca personally but this is a plant that is native to the to the old to the old north america uh that would be mostly in the midwest um sort of into it it kind of spans perfectly the states like a little bit goes up into the up into the canada region some goes a little south down into you know the mexico region and but it's mostly throughout the little band of the South and the Midwest of the yeah. United States. Uh, and wherever else it is, it has been introduced. Uh, and it gro- it's it's one of these big daddies. This little bitch grows from, and this feels like a big span, from four to ten feet tall. They get big. Yeah. Once I saw it's a big. picture yeah. in the coven, I knew what these were. Um, they get big. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Okay, so the berries, I wanted to talk about the berries on these. The berries I have seen before. When it doesn't have its berries, it is a little harder to identify because it's just, you know, green plant. But the berries it has remind me a little bit of bearberry or beautyberry, but different. When they're fully ripe, they're like black. It almost looks like a long blackberry. Yeah, like somebody stretched it out. And but yeah, but just like banana size or yes. like plantain size yes. long. And they're uh, uh, beefier berries than beauty bear. They're like more like fat. You know, they're more. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're uh, juicy. 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 Whereas the bear berries are kind of hard. They're kind of hard. Yeah. If you just crunched it yeah. between your fingers, it's kind of mealy. You know, like kinda, there's not yeah. as yeah, much yeah, yeah. like this. Squish. This looks like if, you know, if you squished it, it would be it'd be wet. Yeah. Uh, and the berries are every everywhere from green when they're young to a red purpley to like almost black when they're fully 
juice fully bursting in the mm-hmm. seams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are a great source of food. I keep punching. I've hit my mic They're- twice, and I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing punching today. It. I've forgotten um, how to do my job. I'm so I need to go to bed. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm so I'm so tired. <laughs> Case in point, dude, even talking about it just makes me be like, you said bed and my body went bed. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, a great source of food for mostly birds because birds seem to be unaffected by the poison within it. Poison. Uh, but most mammal species seem to be affected, at least to some variant. There are some small mammals that don't mind, like raccoons. Um possums the white-footed mouse cute and uh another thing that i saw here is the the dispersion this is one of those things that gets dispersed widely through birds eating it and shitting it out uh and why sometimes there can be patches of it sure but then like some sometimes one year it's just there's one just sprouting in your ear what the hell bird shit bird shit but also bird shit it out but who knows when this bird shit it out because this seed is so hardy. Nice. It is coated in a way that it is made to last, brother. The the seed, once it's like coated and ready to go, ready to rock, it can last for about 40 years. So who knows? That's some virility right there. That's like that is wanting virility. to stick. And work. That's one. This, yeah, 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 yeah. And everything about this plant kind of says virility to me because not only does it have this seed that lasts for forever, but it's got one of those roots, like a tap root, that's fucking thick. Oh. It um, you know, like horseradish. Mm. Thick horse. A lot of people say it looks like horseradish. Thick. It's got kind of like a, a white meat to it. Yeah. It's a uh, virile, you know, and. Anyway, these uh, plants are mostly considered a pest species, mm. especially today, where we're a little further removed from, oh, you know, when times when even like the government would send be like, hey, we're in a recession, go pick you some fucking poke and eat it. Um, we don't have to do that as much in this time at, at this time anyway. Uh, so this, uh, this plant is poisonous to humans, dogs, livestock, again, a lot of mammals. However, that being said, the official Wabas stances, this plant is poisonous. Don't eat it. No, okay. But that being said, this is one of those dudes that if you get it while it's young and tender, not the root, but the, um, the leaves? The plant, the, the leaf, the leafage. Yeah, the leaves. If you get it while it's young and with proper cooking, you can eat it. People have eaten it. People have eaten it and been fine. People have eaten it kind of a lot, especially. It's got uh, a wide history here in Don't America. Don't they eat it a lot? Isn't it a uh, big Appalachian food? Like, Or not like a big Appalachian sure food, but it's a commonly known one to be collected and, you yeah. know, from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, most commonly made into what is known as poke salad. Now, I'm saying poke salad, S-A-L-L-E-T, but also it seems as if that has just sort of formed over time to poke salad. Um and what's interesting is the berries are not really what is edible. <clears throat> In fact, if we're at the point where it has berries, it's 
probably well past the point where yeah, even cooking leaves, is going to yeah. do any good. Yeah. Um, so as this plant matures, it gets more and more poisonous, more and more toxic. Uh, toxic. Uh, the berries excluded. And what I mean, I don't mean the berries aren't poisonous. I mean that if you see the berries while they're still young, it's not like, oh, hey, these are young berries, so they're okay to eat. Just anytime it's burying at all, it's it's already poisonous, right? Uh, also, you want to probably avoid this during pregnancy. Um, and children have been known to have as little as like one or two berries and needing some emer- need needing okay. to be to be fixed from that. Uh, also, I did see a lot of you guys and a lot on the internet just in general. As a lot of people w- would play with this as, as kids and smush it and put it all over your body as you do with all berries when you're a child you just pop them and you get all the uh, get all the sap on you and play with it and but it can if you are sensitive cause some contact dermatitis so just be careful um the plant is not exactly palatable uh to most animals anyhow kind of i guess is that warning like don't eat me i am poisonous to you um but to us, if cooked again young and seasoned up and made into certain things, there's actually a TikTok that I saw that I'm going to link because I, I use some of the information from it that uh, the creator made, which she say, crunchy pokeweed corn cakes. And I was like, hell yeah. I'll eat that. I'll eat that. Right I'll now. eat that. Uh, if you do get taken down by this plant, if it does uh, hurt you, it is typically going to hurt you because it attacks your resp- your respiratory system uh, and will cause some respiratory paralysis. Shit. Now. That's not good. That's not good. You that being said. Your respiration to not be paralyzed, ideally. I, I don't want anything on my body that moves on its own that keeps me alive to be paralyzed. My heart, my lungs, yeah, my brain. Please like no. those working. Um. You see, keep moving. Uh, excuse me. So, pokeweed poisoning, uh, and I believe this is this is right here. I'm just going to read this directly from uh, Wikipedia. Pokeweed poisoning was common in Eastern North America during the 19th century, especially from the use of tinctures and uh, antarrhythmic preparations. Uh, the ingestions of berries and roots were mistaken for parsnip or horseradish. Oh, and you can. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't. Want so to there's do a little that. bit of mistaken here. Yeah. Uh, if you do have a little, if you can know that you've done wrong with this plant, if you start to feel burning in the mouth, excessive salivation, bloody diarrhea. Oh, vomiting, that's when you've gone probably cramps. too far. It, that's it's gone through the system at that point. Now you're shitting. It, it's moved. Yeah, moving through. Uh, however, it is a little more serious if we're starting to see things like an altered heart rate. Uh, convulsions. Yeah, uh, that's fucking issues. serious. I think if you ever start having convulsions, you might need to be like, uh, he, I need to maybe go should... get looked at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preferably maybe pre-convulsion. A doctor. Actually. Yeah. Pre-convulsion. Yeah. The the if you're eating something and your heart rate freaks out, you go. You like call somebody dude even salivation is a great thing to pay attention to because that's a natural poison response is a lot of you know you start to salivate (laughs) a lot like i don't know if you've we've had dogs eat things that they're not supposed to eat sometimes and that's a big they'll start to drool a lot and it's just like the body is immediately like oh shit so it's like that's a good one to pay attention to yeah 
Because I just do not throw up as a person. I am so scared that I'm going to need to one day. Yeah. And just and my brain is just like, no, sorry, can't do this. We don't do this. Uh, <laughs> so I got some history for you. So the common name of poke in any derivative, any de- derivation, in any division. What's the word I'm looking for? Help me. I'm having an aneurysm. I don't know what you're trying to say. Anytime poke is used. So if we're calling the plant poke, poke weed, poke salad. Oh, okay. Any iteration? Is it iteration? Iteration. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Comes from the Algonquin name uh, Pocone or Pocoon or Pocan, which is the Algonquin name for the plant itself. So that was sort of taken and formed into poke. Also, uh, let's see, as as long as we're talking history, I would be remiss if I did not mention that in the 1890s, an an extract of this plant was uh, taken and turned into a medical weight loss prescription drug. (laughs) That's bad. That's bad. But that does sound really right for the times. Absolutely. I feel like, yeah, in those days, you would just take a poison that would make you throw up and be like, skinny, though. I'm cleansed and thin. But. And then a lot of people know Poke from the song Poke Salad Annie, which was originally, I believe, a Tony Joe White song. I think Elvis did it at one point. Uh, but it was a 1969 hit written and performed by Tony Joe White. And there's lyrics that say, um. And in the fields, looking something like a turnip green. And everybody calls it polk salad. Polk salad. Oh. I've never heard the song. I haven't heard the song either, but looks like turnip greens. It's very descriptive. <laughs> Good uh, so now, uh, let's see. The uh, I'm going to talk about uh, some of the... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that threw me off. I just immediately turned into like... And like me in fourth grade trying to give a presentation. Trying to and like... now I'm going to talk about the mundane. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm going to talk about this. Uh, no, the TikTok <laughs> that I referenced earlier was from a creator by the name of Alexis Nicole, who I follow and has wonderful like foraging content and history about plant content and stuff like that. So uh, some of this information is derived from that. And I will link the uh, creator somehow uh, i'm a boomer so i don't know how i'm going to do that because it's a tiktok but i'll also probably just post it on facebook or something um that's the person that made the crispy pokeweed corn cakes okay and they talk about how uh pokeweed is intertwined in america with uh indigenous black appalachian rural and generally poor communities Mm. um that this has been a popular staple food uh for times of hardship but also just times of like that's what that's what you had around you what grew around you you. yeah utilizing it yeah we don't do that this much anymore or that much anymore but it was not that long ago you know i mean i i feel like we you and me macy have heard our own grandmother talk about you know, places they would get meat and food and stuff like that. I, I feel like squirrels in particular were mentioned at some point, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's just, it just happened, you know. Um, but we'll get into some more of that history later. So anyway, um, people 
would eat this plant. They figured out how to do it without getting sick, as we have done for many, many plants. I believe the example that she uses in her TikTok is cashews. Um, oh, yeah. Same with various other nuts, you know, uh, that you, you don't necessarily want to be chomping on certain parts of it. But we're just used to that. So we're not so scared of it. And that's not me telling you to go out and just try to cook this and do it right. Because even according to her, there is uh, varying information Something that I thought was funny was like some recipes are like, boil this plant to make it not poisonous for uh, two minutes. And she was like, no. And then there's other things out there that's like, boil this for 30 minutes. <laughs> and she's like, Jesus Christ, that's there's going to be time. nothing left, you know. <laughs> so you have to find that middle ground. And I think she said generally, no, this is not instruction because, again, official stance of Wubah, don't eat this plant. It's poisonous. Uh, but generally the rule is, I think about 15 minutes it seems to be like the sweet spot but it tastes similar once cooked to spinach and the stems apparently taste similar to asparagus i like both of those things yeah i do too um and you you cook away the poison by boiling it and you need to throw the water away after doing that because it seems to be like what leaches it out every source i came across like really wanted to make it important that you throw that water away after you cook this stuff yeah i guess you, know, you uh, want to make sure like, like your pets don't drink it and cats don't jump yeah or you or you cook your it. potatoes in it yeah you know you're just like hey, i'm gonna throw potatoes in here now you know just don't yeah. use it in your cooking um let's see as late as the uh oh oh sorry that's direct quote anyway uh so yeah in the not the late 1900s jesus i just said the late 1900s i mean like in the 1990s you know like when we were children uh there were companies that would still on a commercial level sell pokeweed canned but in 2000 last one closed down so this stuff was being sold like when we were kids this stuff was being sold in the year 2000 when i thought the world was gonna explode and uh so that was sort of the last time here anyway that that was sold on a commercial level. Now, there are other uses for this some bitch besides eating it. Listen. You make dye out of it. I that's you make what it, yeah, you can make cute pink dye. dye. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um you can even punch in the mic again. You can even make a red dye if you do it right, if you do it really concentrated. Uh, and there are times through history history where we see, uh, let's see, this is from georgiawildlife.com. The next time you go to a museum and see letters and journals written during the war between the states, any writing that appears to be penned with brown ink was probably done with pokeberry ink, which turns brown with age. Cool. Neat. Um, also, uh, wine it was seemingly pretty commonly colored with the juice from pokeberries. Uh, I'm assuming not very a, much juice. Not very much, but enough to give it a color that was probably a little more robust looking, a little additive to make you think your wine isn't, I don't know, as watered down For as it when was. you need your know. wine to really make you shit. Yeah. Oh, God, it already kind of does that. I, it seems just I not a good idea to me to to do this. You're already going to feel like garbage after drinking this. It's not going to help. <laughs> um, I have a funny little anecdote here that just kind of reminds us that people have always been kind of dumb when it comes to politics and just taking something and rolling with it because uh, James Polk who was the 11th president of the United States. Uh, people thought that 
pokeberry was named after polk of course so supporters this plant was this existing plant for generations was named after this man after james polk but to show support for this person uh they would take polk weed and wear little little sprigs of it like a like a like a like a uh, uh what do you call it like a button like a um oh like a boutonniere campaign button is what yeah. i'm saying oh okay yeah. yeah uh but they would wear polk weeds because they thought it had something to do with james polk and i'm like jesus christ Good dudes. Job. Uh, the next parts that i have rely heavily on some scientific uh writings some papers are are you writing is it that much are you writing down timestamps? Well, they're just a couple things to check out later. Like I'm writing what they, but that one I did the stop at the start and the stop of the timestamp. So that was the beginning oh, and the okay. end of when I heard it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, there's so much. Um, okay. So yeah, this next part, I have taken directly some quotes from, um, from papers and studies and stuff like that. So I will be putting these in the show notes to, if you guys want to check it out yourself, but this one is from NCBI, which I believe is the national, oh, Goodness, I won't even say it because I don't remember. But pokeweed antiviral protein is found in pokeweed plants. Pokeweed antiviral protein. This protein can stop viruses by interfering with their ability to replicate in cells. Researchers have found that when they introduce this protein into genes into tobacco plants that these plants become resistant to viruses and fungi. This pro, uh, this protein disrupts normal cell functions, making it hard for viruses and, viruses and fungi to survive. Um, overall, protein shows the promise for protecting plants uh, from diseases in agriculture, uh, which is cool to protect, you know, so there's some study there. But also this like led me down this whole thing of these papers that I saw on this. And this took me to journals.plos.org. Plows? Uh, but there was a study yeah plows is that a okay what what is it i i just plows a p did you say p-l-o-w-s like the plow that you put oh no p-l-o-s oh plows. okay i was like okay fine. there was plows. a study done uh on this journal that says a research researchers have looked into how this protein the antiviral protein affects hiv1 uh as long as well as other viral um things we had i think uh i wrote it down it was HIV-1, uh, it was the herpes infection, and I believe certain types of hepatitis. Uh, but basically, the key findings here were that, um, gosh, I'm so sorry, sometimes you have to scroll through like these really scientific papers, and I try to make like short notes of it, like in layman's terms to relate it later, but then later <laughs> I read it and I'm like, Virus protection, antiviral protein increases individual virus ineffectivity, but reduces overall virus protection. And I'm just like, okay, okay. if you want to read it, go see it. The takeaway is that this antiviral protein found in pokeberry has potential, at least in studies, to enhance uh, the ineffectivity ineffectivity of HIV-1 and to lower the total virus production. Uh, However, that does need more studies and stuff like that and over on our facebook there was discussion about pokeberry uh let's see emily said that the berries are great to make ink for banishment spells i've been toying with the idea of dyeing silk with the berries to wear as protection um and then amy 
Amy Blackthorne chimed in, the Amy Blackthorne chimed in and said uh, that you would need a strong, and I saw several people kind of echo that echo this a strong fixative as the dye fades very quickly Mm, um as ink so that is something that i saw several places is that if you're wanting to use this as an ink you could yeah go out and grab some but you need something i saw vinegar some places i saw alcohol i saw some uh, various things that you can add to it to make it last a little bit longer um also just as an aside i wanted to point out that uh amy blackthorne's book the black uh blackthorne's magical botanical magic jesus blackthorne's botanical magic god i'm tired (laughs) has a section on poke perry christ uh and then vera said that uh ingest young leaves with the utmost caution don't even think about it if you're not aware of how to prepare the leaves don't eat them raw don't eat the berries teach your kids not to have any part of it young shoots have good drawing properties when made into a poultice a great plant for permaculture roots are deep and intense but do a good job feeding the ground berries are coveted by wildlife remove most but leave a couple um yes so let's i see. like the the conciseness and how that was written that was nice all right, let's get into the metaphys. So first of all, Pokeberry associated with Mars and Uranus. Uh, so some say that it has a, a special connection to the spirit world um, mm. and believe that it can aid in speaking to the spirits around us and connect us with the spirit world. I find that this is particularly, um, particularly so if... It is something that is perhaps tied to your culture. You know what I mean? Like, so what we talked about earlier was uh, indigenous, um, Appalachian, uh, black history is is huge in that I think outside of the, it, it went like this, indigenous Americans to black history to Appalachian. And that's like the timeline of how mm-hmm. we have used this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like if you are in that niche i guess maybe you might have a stronger tie to this kind of food that has been around you know for you and has fed you and has fed your ancestors and stuff like that um versus anything in the plant itself necessarily being like oh this is really good for spirit connection Mm -hmm. uh i also and that's just something that i gleaned um i can hear it shaking yeah i know dude i don't i it's i don't know what i've done different um yeah, that's just speaking of of making it uh, known when it, we are drawing our own conclusions. That's just a conclusion I drew, as well as pokeweed changes throughout its life, as in it goes from young to burying, and by that I mean producing berries, to like an old withering thing that's loosing, you know, putting the seeds out, and it gets more poisonous and less poisonous depending on what uh time you know of of life it is in and i think that this adaptability or this transform transformation can be interpreted as perhaps a magical resilience uh and maybe using the plant to get through changing conditions uh and be able to continue to grow and to thrive and you know what perhaps it can maybe even represent a little bit of a, I have had enough of this-ness. You know, mm. maybe if you were trying to do a spell of um, 
I don't want to say you yourself are becoming more toxic. I'm saying that you yourself are maybe perhaps coming a little more poisonous, a little more mm. venomous, if that's what your spell is looking to do. As this plant gets older, it gets more and more like, don't fuck with me. So maybe as you get older and, you know, there's if you're if you're looking to make a change from being kind of a, uh, what you might call a doormat or what you might call kind of like a soft, you know, uh, and there's nothing wrong with softness. But if you're looking to stand up for yourself a little bit more, maybe yeah. have a little more bite when you Not be want to over. have a little more bite. Yeah. Um, you can also use this uh, in spells of courage, in spells of endurance, um, because this plant has endured. You know, it's got that seed that lasts for 40 years. And then also it's been considered a pest for the past, uh, I don't know, probably 40 years. And it's still around being picked and being sought after. Um, and even when told, you know, hey, this is a useless thing. It doesn't look pretty for your yard. It has no uses. It's just a weed. Pick it up. Uh, it continues to survive and be revered uh, for its nutritional value. It's also, listen, here we go. You can use it to expel evil. Ah, love you can that. Use it, you can use it to break hexes. Okay. And you can use it in exorcisms. E it's what I wanted you to say. Whoa. Good. Uh, and lastly here, and this was just something I saw like five seconds before we did this. I just caught. So I don't even know where I got this from. I just saw somewhere out there in the wild that uh, pokeberry and the juice thereof, or perhaps the ink that you make, can be used as a substitute for blood in certain rituals. Oh, that's sweet. That's nice. Yeah. yeah if you don't want to yeah. like knife a bat. For blood, it, yeah. If you don't want to knife anything, yeah. yeah, I get that. I don't, wow. That's nice. Advice. That was um, it's hard, that was wasn't one it? of the most. What that was hard, wasn't it? Getting that I, was I, one of the most. Yeah, it was hard to stay focused. Yeah, that was janky, and I don't mean the subject matter. I just mean my ability to stay focused was janky as shit. Um, yeah. I hope that you guys hung on to that. Uh, but also, <laughs> let us know if you have uh, been experiencing any kind of sleeplessness throughout this. Yeah, this can y'all sleep? Full moon. Uh, like, I'm. Is curious. this what it's like to be a Virgo? I seriously I'm always up wanting wanting to do shit. I gotta say, y'all's moon has kicked my ass. Like, <laughs> I I mean it. So I um I I will say, I've I've been doing a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. but I just really Getting wish that done, I, but I'm I wish I could sleep. That would be sweet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big fan of that. Or at least sleep at the appropriate times. And I know, Macy, you're not necessarily one to do this. I know that if you are, you wrote me the other day and it was like, what, 2.30 in the morning, so which is already strange. Oh, yeah. For you. I was like, saw your name and I was like, someone's died. She's telling me <laughs> someone's died. Um, but you were just like, man, I can't sleep, you know, and we chatted a bit and, I know that you are not, it's not necessarily your nature to go back to sleep at eight o'clock or whatever. Yeah, you're just up. I'm physically up. unable to do it. Right. I can't. Yeah. I wish I could. And I can do that sometimes, but typically if I don't sleep through the night and I get up and I try, I just get a massive fucking headache and my eyes start to involuntary close. Like mm -hmm. they just start doing that like thing where you're, you know. 
You ever been driving and done that? That's terrifying. Uh, only I've... once, and I slapped myself as hard as I could in my face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I was driving, driving home from slap. college once, yeah. and it was on the last boring stretch on Highway 30. And you I started to do that. I started nodding off, and I just, I didn't think about it. I just reared back and just smacked the shit out of myself, and it worked. Yeah. Because it's fucking scary. Yeah. I, it it's was like the brain. only time I'd not... ever done that. And I was just like, absolutely not. Like, I just, fuck yeah. that, dude. We're not doing that. We're not playing that game. Like, I, uh, anytime that I have started to, to do that, because I will just kind of get that out of, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, I will pull, I've, I've taken car naps in just about every parking lot in the world. You have, and, and you have that ability. Stop. I can't do that. Uh, I can't sleep in yeah. a car, even if it's still. Um, Ooh, I'm serious. If I am not sleeping in a bed at night from the hours of about 930 to 6 a.m., I am not, period. I'm right. not sleeping. It doesn't happen because if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to be wired and sweaty all day long because I didn't get any fucking sleep. And I don't know why sweaty is a See, part I'm of it. I'm wired and sweaty is. if I don't sleep, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. If I don't. Well, I mean, like, if I don't go to sleep. Oh, um, I guess yeah. Like it's thing. I can't. I'm just and so sometimes I get lucky in the three o'clock afternoon hour I can nap. It happens about s- mm. five times a year, maybe if I'm lucky. But if I miss it, I miss and it. And you usually wake up terrified. And very moaning. also also sweaty. Um, so I just it's it's hard, man. So I hope y'all have been rested. And maybe it's maybe it's just us. But I don't think so, because everyone I've talked maybe to hasn't slept. So I don't hmm. think it is. Okay. Well, good for y'all, if not. Yeah. Uh, maybe Rest look, easy. Let's, we hear back and know everybody's like, what? Y'all are. No, I'm super. Yeah. We've been great. Y'all are lazy. We're thriving. Uh, all right, guys. We will see you next time. Please don't forget, uh, it is the last day. Wabaprintshop.com. Yes. Get that print. Get, Get it that print. for your butt. Get it before your butt? Get it for your butt. Oh, I thought you said get it before your butt. And I was like, how is your butt going to outpace you and get the print before you? Um, Yeah. Get the print or you turn into a butt. Or you turn into a butt. Get the print. If you want a raffle ticket, get a raffle ticket. Because if you've missed a print Mm. and you want a chance at plugging that hole that you have in your print. Except the first one. Except for the Halloween one. Sorry, guys. Literally, we don't have. It's They're gone. Um, But we've got some spares. If you want that, get that. Um, hit us up yeah. on Patreon. We are wrapping piece of shit, goddamn son of a bitch, fucking MILF Manor tomorrow. It's wrapping. Yeah. We're done. And then we're going to do a live on Facebook, guys. And if you think we're not going to be talking about it, I don't know what to tell you because we're going to have to talk about it because we're wrapping up MILF Manor on a day of liminality and shoving it in a box and forgetting about it uh, forever. Um, Tomorrow's going to be a weird day. It's going to be a very strange day tomorrow. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for it. And guys, hit up some camp if you like us and you want more of us. And you're always like, damn, I really could listen to them. And I already listened to this week's episode. Hop on over there because we've gotten over a year of Simp Cap now, which comes out every single week. Like we so many shows. We have covered fucking reality tv we've covered movies we've covered the road to el dorado repo the genetic opera over there we have a wild smattering a couple episodes of man versus wild for no fucking reason all of cushiel's dart all of queen charlotte like it we have done a lot over there um 
So if you if you need some more content, and if you want your girls to be able to pay their utility bills, come on over to Patreon and let us buy groceries. Uh, so <laughs> that was me eating a sandwich. Yeah, eating a, eating a snack. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. Groceries are expensive. And guys, uh, Instagram. I'm doing your job today. How is it? Instagram. You can go on over to Instagram at which bitch amateur hour. It's the only one that's right. It has forever only been the only one that is right. We don't post over there very much. We have prints over there. That's we use it for that. Uh, same for X Twitter, formerly known or currently known as. We listen. We don't post over there either. It just lives there. I'm a little um, scared to log in. I don't because, want to. Like, yeah, little... it's just don't. Best not to. <laughs> I don't uh, want to do. And uh, Facebook, which amateur hour? You can search which bitch amateur hour in the Facebook. There's the Coven group over there. Join that. There's the private Patreon book group if for you're you seeing 400 patrons. posts from waba then you're probably not a member of the of the discussion tab slash community tab slash whatever yeah get on um, get on in on yeah. that um get the print if you want the print and i think that's everything i think that's i think we I think have done it, our yeah. flim flammery for this episode i think we've hawked our snake oil yes <laughs> as much as we can And I think it's time to end it. So I'm going to hit stop. I love you, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.